Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hellboy Book Club. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with... Aubrey Loveless. I'm Danielle. I'm Matt Strackbine. And I'm Ross Radke. Hey, we've got Ross and Matt, the Milagro crew, on today to talk about their Kickstarter. I'm so glad you guys could... Yeah, some book club members. I'm glad that you guys could join us today. Yeah, thanks thanks for for having us. us. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Friendship. Awesome. So... Um, how's it going? You know, we're getting ready for the Kickstarter to kick off by the time this episode comes out. I think it's a, a week until the episode, mm. uh, until the Kickstarter goes up. And so are you guys uh, feeling excited? How are you feeling about how everything has been ramping up with the project? You know, that's a good question because, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good question. You know, and once again, thanks for giving us the opportunity to talk about this. You know, promotion these days isn't like the easiest thing in the world. So being able to jump on your podcast for a bonus episode is huge. So thank you very much for that. This is a unique situation for me because I'm either usually doing the creative stuff, the production stuff, or um, both, but never at the same time as designing and managing like a Kickstarter. So there's this whole other right. like, business aspect to it that... You know, you really do have to be able to shift gears. So it's going good. I'm ready. I'm ready to be purely creative, of course. So um, I'm enjoying the Kickstarter side of it, but I'm glad that that is an isolated period of time. As of yeah. you know, the end of July, the Kickstarter is over with, and now we can just focus on the book. But in the meantime, I think I'm able to balance it pretty good. You know. Um, if at any time one aspect of this project was like, you know, running the risk of burnout or something like that, like, oh, I've been coloring pages for three days or, oh, I've been doing the Kickstarter for three days. You can just switch gears right. and do mm-hmm. something else for a little while. So there's a healthy aspect to it. But, you know, this would be the kind of thing that you couldn't do forever. Preparing right, for right. a Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah. It's like preparing your own Kickstarter is this great exercise in suppressing anxiety and just having to be like as good as you can be and do it as well as you can do it and hope for the best, you know? For So for you, this mm-hmm. particular model wouldn't be sustainable like long term. To me, it feels like it should be a one year long project. And I don't think I could do that every year. You know what I mean? Like I, I, okay, I'll right. jump right. in on, I'll, I'll be on a Kickstarter team, but managing the whole thing that's the kind of thing I could maybe do every other year. But it's sure. a it's a ton of work. Like there's this survey that Kickstarter gives you when you start one and it says, you know, how long have you been working on this? And it rates your answer, right? So I say I've been working on it for three months oh. and they're like, That's very good. And I'm like, Yeah, and I'm still <laughs> so it's just like a lot of work. You have to possess a, a, a particular set of skills, right? It's a very... <laughs> yeah, yeah. you got to be organized. But, you know, I'm, I'm rambling already. I'm much more anxious to hear anything Ross has to say about this stuff. I'm feeling great. Um, I'm in, I'm going to feel some pressure, obviously, because I'm trying to get sure. stuff done and working right. like full time too. But no, like it's been a huge amount of pressure taken off me to not have to worry about the Kickstarter side of things. Um, since I've, I've run two Kickstarters myself, I kind of know how much time that takes. It's so awesome that you've got all this experience from your previous projects that you can kind of build on and sort of, you know, take from that to, because I've looked at the preview pages of this and it's super professional. 
and would definitely make me feel comfortable. Like if I didn't know you guys, I'd be like, oh, this looks like something, you know, <laughs> it's just like these people know okay. what they're doing and it looks like it's going to be an exciting, cool project. So I think that it's interesting how you've all been doing this for such a long time separately. And then when you come together, it's just, it's looking real good. I'm excited. Yeah. So I, I did want to talk about that, you know, Matt, uh, you've been a longtime book club member. You know, you contributed listener feedback, and then you were kind of on the episodes. Um, we got to talk about your art a lot and a lot of your personal projects. And then Ross has been a longtime book club member, and we were really happy to support his successful Kickstarters with the Stomped Anthology series. And so, how did you two guys come together? I feel like uh, the book club maybe plays a part in this, right? Oh, yeah. Definitely, because you guys remember I went to Rose City Comic Con fall of 2019. Yes. <laughs> yep. And Ross contacted me and said he was going to be there and we should link up. And then we did and we started hanging out with Nathaniel. That's awesome. And awesome. Kevin Conrad Hanna of Drawing Monsters. You know, there was this one moment where I was sitting in a panel with Ross and <laughs> he's making stomped like drawing on his uh, iPad and I was watching him work and I was like, this is rare that you can just sit here and watch an artist like do his thing. Yeah. And it, it was like that same day I was like, I wonder if he would be available to work on this project I have in mind. Oh, and I knew he had stomped in the works and I was like, all right, well, I'm he, he had even asked me to contribute to it. So I was like, well, we're going to work together. So let's see how that goes. And then he did the Kickstarter successfully. He's done two in that time. Yeah. And it got to the point where I was like, all right, this guy's just going to become totally unavailable at some point. <laughs> so I got to yeah. jump on this, right? <laughs> but you're right. We met through the book club. You know, I was like, there's never going to be a moment yeah. where Ross isn't busy. So I better just pitch it to him. Aww. So, uh, Ross, I I'd like to hear yeah. your take on this pitch. Can you tell us a little bit about that conversation and how that went down? It, w it was good timing because I was wrapping up the second issue of stomped you know finishing up getting all the rewards and stuff and i was planning what my next project would be and i was i was wanting to tackle something longer the longest i've done a comic uh is just like a the 12 pager in, in the first issue of stomped as far as writing and drawing myself and i wanted to challenge myself and do something that was like you know closer to like 60 pages graphic novel like short graphic novel length yeah. um so i had a few ideas and then Matt, yeah, you know, out of nowhere, pitched me this idea. And it was not like anything at all I would have thought of writing for myself or, or the type of project I would have worked on. But immediately I could picture it in my head and I could picture like what what my angle would be on the material. Um, oh, man. And that's all over with. At that yes. Point. <laughs> <laughs> it was exactly like the length uh, that I was kind of planning. So I'm like, you know what? I could either struggle doing something all on my own, um, mm. you know, have to deal with the writing and drawing and, and that kind of extra level of perfectionism and self-critical, the self-critical eye when it's entirely just me doing everything and then having yes. to run a Kickstarter and everything. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Like I can put my thing on hold because this, this is like going to be an op some opportunity um to kind of yeah, stretch what an amazing as opportunity an artist to work with yeah. all these people and yeah that's awesome and so like i could i can stretch and do things that i wouldn't have done on my own because i know that i've got matt and guillermo zagara the writer to kind of help push me along the way 
That's fantastic. Yeah, the opportunity for a collaboration yeah. among you know this particular set of people is not just something that um, you're excited about, but I think that that transfers. Like we're excited about it too. I I want to see this. This is awesome. Like yeah. I just you know when John said, "Hey, these guys are teaming up to do a thing," I was just like, "Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. this is awesome." <laughs> yeah, and. So were you immediately in? Was it like a, an immediate yes? Or were you like, let me think about this for a day? Or what What was that like? How long did uh, Ross take to get back to you, Matt? Well, so I spent, I don't know, we were on the phone for like an hour. And I spent 45 minutes talking about how I wanted to make the book. Because it's really important to me that the process is, um, there's a harmony. And that all, you know, if you have more than one person, everyone needs to agree on how we're going to do it. And I want everyone to be comfortable and in like a creator friendly zone Mm -hmm. the whole time. Right. And so it was really important to me to just go on about that forever. And then Ross is finally like, so what's the comic about? And so (laughs) (laughs) it took like 10 or 15 minutes to talk about that. And he said he would think about it. And so I was emailing with the writer. I call him Mo Guillermo Zagar. His nickname is Mo to me. Um, And I, you know, I was like, Mo, I got this guy who might be in as the artist. You're going to be blown away. I'll send you some of his stuff so you can look at it. And then, and this is only like 45 minutes after we got off the phone, maybe an hour. Ross sends a sketch of the main character without Ah. any art direction, totally unsolicited. (laughs) And I was like, wait a minute. And I sent it to Mo and we're, and, and Mo goes, okay, look, if he's not available for like six years, we'll wait wow. because this is the this guy. Is the, guy right. the way he it's drew worth it. Yeah. The way he, I mean, he drew it in a way that added to the story. Yeah. And until then we, we had only been like, what would an artist do with this? Well, we should write it. So it says, you know, like writing a script for an artist is different than writing a script for this specific artist. Yeah. And as soon as we saw what Ross did in that one sketch, and it was full color, so it's not hardly a sketch, you know, (laughs) we were like, okay, we can do this. Yes. (laughs) You know, he's, he gave the character a bloody nose. That's good. We can, (laughs) we can use this guy. Right. So there was just a whole bunch of stuff that came through in this one afternoon. And I, and that happened to be in, I think it was in January, right, Ross? Yeah. Early February, maybe. But I was like, okay, look, if we're going to do this, we have time. We have time to do the book and the Kickstarter and have it all done this year if we hit go right now. And so then it was just a matter of Ross checking his schedule and, and he committed and we were so thankful. That was my biggest concern is just having not tackled a project of this length. I didn't want to commit to something that I wasn't going to finish or, or not be able to hit the deadline. Yeah, but I, I, I like the idea yeah. that you're like, well, I don't have to write it and I don't have to criticize and edit it. You know, I'm just like pumping out the art. So it is a good like warm up if you do want to do your own, you know, 70 page graphic novel down the line. You've already kind of experienced what that's like just on the art end of it. Well, you know it's important I mean? to yeah. work to be able to work on a team and and to get the band together and say, OK, what are we going to do? Let's be productive. Find, having you know, a good drummer is hard to find. You're like, well, this guy actually you know, his input is so valuable and he's, he's already taking the creative side of it to, to this level that we hadn't even considered that it's like, yeah, this is the guy we're willing to wait for this guy to be available. And then on, on the other side, you know, he's like, well, 
I, I think that this is valuable to me because working on a team is, and it's just really amazing how that came together. I think the fact that the timing was so perfect, like we all win because now we get this cool thing and yeah. um, it's important to be able to work as a team. And I think that, you know, down the road, like if you do try and take on your own project, you're going to have these, these skills already built up. Like you were talking about with the Kickstarter. That's really good. I like how you said, even if you didn't know us, you could look at the yeah. preview pages and say this looks like a real comic and that that's kind of the feedback we've been getting from the cover art that ross made people are like oh my god i feel like this is already a thing i've never seen yeah. this image but i feel like it exists <laughs> well the artwork like certainly well-rounded yeah. right the artwork yeah. certainly but just the the way that it's put together i don't know like you know it when you see it you know you know that this wasn't just thrown up there like Hey, a guy wants to do a comic. Sure. Okay. Yeah. You and everyone else. When I look at this, there was a lot of forethought that's gone into this. There's a lot of um, just the font even like there's, I don't know. Like when I see this, it's not papyrus. It's not comic sans. This is a real font. Yeah. You know, some thought went into this. It's consistent. The quality is consistent when I'm scrolling. I'm seeing like a lot of um, graphic design. It's a professional production. As opposed to just something a bunch of guys are fucking around and you you might get your comic you, maybe maybe right. in a couple of years. I don't know. I've, <laughs> I've been really busy and I just haven't had time to actually do it. But I swear I'll get around to it. This looks like I'm actually going to get the comic that I'm backing. And I feel like I'm not only going to get that, but I'm going to get a quality, amazing product that I'm not going to be disappointed with it's going to be worth it it's going to be worth the wait it's going to be worth the backing and it's going to be also something that i want to contribute to because i want these guys to make more stuff later yeah so even if i didn't know you guys i'd be like i need to get in on this because i need to see what these guys are going to do later too i want to get in on the ground floor and i want to be like yeah i was supporting these guys back in the day i have like their first comic (laughs) together you know this looks like something that could that not only is something but could be something later too so this is the real deal and i'm even if I didn't know you guys, I'd still be excited about it because I think that that's um, it's rare. It's rare to have an actual super group that you're that you're stoked about. I, I did want to talk about the writer, uh, Matt. How did you hook up with Guillermo Zagara, who is providing the writing duties on this book? So he he lives in Colorado, and he contacted me oh, when wow. I was doing another self publishing venture, and um. I can't remember if it was at a con or like one of our, cause we like actually had book signings and stuff for that. And either way we met and I was art directing for some educational comics about the history of Colorado at the time we were doing two to four page comics oh, cool. and we were putting out like two a month and that went on for a few years. And he, um, you know, we were just talking casually and he was asking how I got into comics. He said, I'd like to get into comics. And I said, what do you want to do? And he said, I want to write. Now I told him about the history comics. He lives in Colorado, so that should be easy. And I said, hey, man, all you, I'm the art director. Send me a pitch for a topic. It doesn't matter if we've already done it or not because we'll revisit topics. And then, you know, if it's not good, I'll tell you. But if it is good... I'll pay you to write the script. That's so valuable and in and of itself. Like the, the fact that you would awesome. spend time, you know, coaching someone through the process um, is valuable in and of itself because that kind of professional 
feedback is um is really useful i think when you're trying to get into something like that so that's really cool how did he respond to that was he like was he all in he was psyched or what so he sent the script in like a few days he's like here's the pitch and a script it was he was serious about this he wasn't just fucking around he was like yeah i want to do this actually turns out he had written some short films he'd filmed some short films and um and i was like okay look man this is quality stuff it's better than what i'm getting from quote unquote writers so you're in and then it got to the point where i was like i want to draw these myself and every now and then i would do like oh, man one aspect of it or i would write and draw my own comic but i was like i want to draw this guy's comics so he and i um had the idea during an election year to do a comic about hunter s thompson's run for sheriff of aspen awesome. everyone knows, awesome yeah and everyone Everyone knows Hunter S. Thompson isn't exactly accessible for for children. You know what I mean? Like it's pretty. He's pretty out there. Huh, couldn't and imagine so, why. <laughs> right. And so the people funding it were like, "Yeah, we're not going to do that." And I was like, "Okay, look, this writer has figured out a way to make it appropriate for all ages. What we're going to do is just make the comic. It's a two page comic, and then if you want it, you can buy it off us oh, and pay man. us a normal page rate." And they were like, "You did it. We nailed it." And That's and great. we made like one big two page splash without any panels, and it was really gonzo and organic and so it was everything you want about hunter s thompson without the drugs and the booze and the craziness and um we made it about (laughs) um corporate influence over elections and uh, gentrification and that kind of stuff and they were like this is great you did it and really mo did it and so i i between projects he said i want to work on something and i was like well we don't have any paid gigs right now and he goes no let's just you and i work on something and i was like well i've got some concepts and i was going to show him like these three of my most solid concepts to me solid and i was like no i'm just going to show him one that's like like the one that's action-packed and i was like if i if if i ever self-publish another comic i want it to be like just mayhem as far as the action goes I don't know why I just those comics are appealing to me and it's what I wanted. And the story takes place in Mexico. And I knew that I wouldn't be able to do that without extensive research. And Mo is known for writing with extensive research. Nice. So I was like, this is probably nice. And he took like a one page synopsis and blew it up into an entire universe, literally on the spot. Oh, wow. He he read it. Like I mailed him. He read it. He called me. It's like 20 minutes since I emailed it to him. And he tells me the whole universe and all of his ideas. And I was like, this sounds perfect. And so we spent a couple of years writing it and finessing it and wondering about artists. And it got to the point where I was like, there's nothing else we can do on this project without an artist. We need that input. And so we you know, talked to people, looked around, nothing ever worked right. Nothing felt right. And then, you know, like I was saying with Ross, the art aspect was sealed. I was like, there you go. This, this would be it. Like anything short of this team is going to be a little bit less than what I had in mind. Right. The fact that the timing was yeah. so right for all yeah. of this is what's blowing me away too. And so you said that yeah. uh, you said that Mo was a cinematographer. Is that right? Or what? he he went to school for film. He went to school for film. That's so interesting because we talk about that so often. The sequential art that we talk about liking the most are the ones that feel like 
um, a movie that are dynamic, that are, you know, the storytelling is really solid. So that says a lot to me yeah. about what we're in for as far as the storytelling and as far as his vision for what's going on. Yeah, I somehow missed that. I didn't realize. Yeah, didn't which realize is. Ex- had yeah. A, uh, went to school That's for so film. Wow. So could that be part of what's responsible for why y'all are working so well together? And this is really like blending in such a dynamic way. Everyone's speaking the same language. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. For me, that's probably what contributes to the comic book itself. But for me, I'm working with two guys who believe in craftsmanship and process. And so that's another thing too, taking pride in what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoying the process for what it is like, like really committing and dedicating yourself to that process itself that's awesome i love to hear that sounds fantastic that's something that i i'm very like intentional and um, conscious of is my own process and and, like trying to figure out how to to streamline things because you know i I started stomped when i was working like 70 hours a week in retail (laughs) (laughs) then i got then i got fired and i had all the time in the world to make comics um (laughs) there you go but but then i uh you know, I got I've got another part time job, and now I'm working as a as a manager again. So I'm back to working, you know, like 40 hours a week. But I learned how to still get stuff done. Um, and so for this, for for Milagro, I I really wanted to ink it traditionally, and that's something I've never done before. Oh wow! Um, so wow. I definitely had to create a a framework to be able to to do this. So. I mean, the first thing I did is I looked at the calendar when we were talking about the timeline in that first conversation. I'm like, how many pages a month do I need to get done to give us enough padding at the end to get the colors and letters and, you know, everything fine tuned sent to the printer? You know, so I I kind of figured out what I need to get done. And so far, you know, I'd like to be farther ahead than I am, but I'm I'm not behind. You know, I've been... Right. Getting about three pages done each week. You know, for me, that's much more than I have in the past. This seems um, like a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. yeah well, and then, like a lot again, like we were talking about earlier, this is where being on a team really benefits everyone because, <laughs> you know, if, if your strong suit isn't scheduling stuff out, maybe someone else on the team might be good at that and can help you. You know, if your if your brain is doesn't necessarily latch onto organizing or doing a Kickstarter or doing art or whatever, someone else might be able to kind of fill in those gaps and help you out. And you might learn something and you might be able to stretch and, and build up those skills a little bit more. So that's um but that's really cool how you're able to juggle all of that and um I'm really impressed. I mean that's amazing that you have the foresight and the forethought to really plan all that out as opposed to someone who's just like, yeah Maybe I'll make a comic someday. Yeah. You know, this is, you know, that's exciting though that you're thinking about that. That's amazing. He's a total pro. I've been working all digitally for several years. And then when I did Stomped, um, I offered a lot of commissions as different reward tiers because I wanted yeah. to get some experience putting putting ink on a piece of paper again. That's a trial by fire that. right there. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and kind of my mentality with those was like, you know, they're going to look like what they're going to look like. And I'm not going to sweat it too much. Um, you know, I think that my prices were, I don't mean to undervalue myself, but I, I priced them with the thought in mind that I wasn't going to redraw the same thing five times, right? Yeah. It's it's going to be what it's going to be. And I'm going <laughs> to yeah. try to make yes. it the best yeah. that I can. Yes. Um, but I need to get it done and, and then move on to the next one. And I'm so I'm taking that same mentality. And I think that's actually helping me uh get pages done because i'm i'm doing the layouts digitally still so i can still you know move stuff around um rearrange panels flip them 
use photo references and uh, perspective grids and things like that. All that stuff, I can figure that out in the layouts, do all the problem solving at that stage. Yeah. And then after I print that layout in blue line on a um, piece of paper, at that point, it's like, that's the point of no return where whatever I put on that page, that's that's what the page is going to be. That's the kind um, of like, And that's yeah. the process that okay. you're talking about of, of like really – you, you're only going to do it by doing, if that makes sense. Like you're only mm-hmm. going to get better at something by doing it a hundred times. So you can't stop and be like, is this hand absolutely perfect? You have to be like, well, it's as best as I can do it. Let's do another hand and let's do another one and let's do another panel and another panel. And so, and the more I do that, the better I'm going to get. And then, you know, you can focus on really getting the story right instead of having to agonize over each individual line. Yeah, That's awesome. I was really inspired by um, Daniel Warren Johnson's Space Mullet, which was a webcomic that he did. Oh, man, Um, I love him. He's so great. Yeah, and so if you've ever read that, I don't know how long he did that webcomic. I think it's maybe a period of five years or something. But you can see he is a different artist from page one to to the last page. Right. Um, Awesome. Which is what you want. You want to do that. the, The amount of growth that was just like you could see it on the page. That was just really inspiring to me. And and so I, I kind of feel like this project is probably going to be similar. You know, it's not as big of a project as that one, but I still think that over the course of these 60 pages, you're going to see me grow as an artist. Good. Um, and that's one thing that, that Matt and I talked a lot about early on is, you know, just like what style I was going to do this in. And I was like, I don't think this book benefits from me being as much of a perfectionist as I might have been on something else I was tackling myself. Not, yeah. not that I'm not going to, you know, do the best that I can, but it's kind of that, I don't know if punk's the right term or like Jack White mentality where you're just going to go into the studio and use whatever guitar you have. And it doesn't matter <laughs> if it's tuned right. You're just going to yeah. <laughs> hit record. And, and that's the take you're using. It's, it's that kind of mentality. And I think the, the energy that that captures on the page is right for this book. Absolutely. And it's a living, breathing process. And so your style is going to live and breathe and grow over time. And the fact that you're willing to just let it, leave it all on the page. And that's, that's excellent. That's fantastic. And that's what you got to do. I think that's great. Not having an undo button is, is allowing me to maintain the momentum when I'm inking these. Yeah. And I got to say like uh, the artwork that y'all been uh, teasing out over these last couple of uh, weeks or months um, has just been exciting. It's getting me, um, pumped to see the um the final product everything just look exciting and beautiful and i even and i've never even thought i would like anything with luchadors before <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I was gonna ask um on zagara's credits here it says fight choreography so i wanted to ask you ross what it was like to work with another writer i mean he's doing the fight choreography how does that work with him writing and you doing the art to collaborate on that. I, I don't know the first thing about wrestling and I'll, I'll freely admit that because um, authenticity is something that the, you know, as a creative team, we've talked a lot about. And so I don't want to be disingenuous about how much of that is me and how much of that is them. Um, and so, you know, we already talked about Mo doing a lot of research. He's definitely um, pro- providing me with just a wealth of material to look at videos, photos, fight manuals, um, articles, just, wow, you know, I, awesome. and I'm the type of person that like, I love that. I want to, I want to take as much of that in as I can and, and hope that just some of it trickles out onto the page, you know, and he's been really good about making sure 
what I'm doing. It looks right, but he's not nitpicking me to the point where I'm having to second guess myself. It's it's just been a, like a really good back and forth. But yeah, like I'm definitely leaning on leaning on him to to kind of steer me in the right direction. The fight scenes, some comic book writers might say, you know, page 12, they fight. And then the artist has to just completely make it all up. But he's actually breaking it down um, move by move, making sure that it it actually makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. That might be something that Matt can speak more to. Mo was learning these fight moves during a pandemic over Zoom so that he could make sure the script was, you know, properly written. One of the ways he was doing that was we brought on a wrestling coach. Uh, his name is Raul Ramirez. He's the founder of the Catch Wrestling Alliance. Dang. And he, he's giving his consultation <laughs> wow. going, yeah, you would use these moves in that combination. And most importantly, he's telling us how to modify our moves for maximum brutality. Because not a bit, it's like the opening scene takes place in a wrestling ring, like an actual wrestling match. And then every other fight takes place outside of the ring. Now, metaphorically, you could say the ring is following this main character around wherever he goes. So wherever he is, is the ring and his arena or whatever. But when there isn't a referee there and it's not being televised for, you know, with cameras or whatever, or a network television, you can get away with a lot of stuff. Mm. (laughs) And, And this is this is fighting for brutality, which is an actual term. And we have a handbook that Mo sent us on the art of wrestling for fighting. Oh, wow. Not for not for wrestling. So, you know, it's like um, I, I'm just trying to, like, choose my words so I don't give away too much stuff okay. about behind the <laughs> scenes. Okay, so <clears throat> Mo will um, say, okay, here's a fight choreography. And then Raul is, I, I think I mentioned his name, Raul Ramirez. Raul will say, that's awesome. But if you stand, if you have the guy stand up while he has him in that hold, he could break his elbow. And we're like, all right, have him stand up because <laughs> we want to break his elbow. Right. And then, and like, he just sent us a video last week and said, check out this move. And he's showing us a video and he's, he, or, or he's showing us the move in the video and he'll pause and say, see where my head is. This is how you do the move accurately. So this is why that's important because we want wrestling nerds to love this book for that aspect. Yeah. Uh But it's not, but, but it's also for anyone that loves fight comics or for anyone that loves comics or for anyone that is thankful to have a comic book that takes place in Mexico for a change versus, you know, another American setting or something like that. Yeah, And, you know, we've been talking about how there's strength in numbers as far as our team goes and, and process goes and making the book successfully and getting it out into the light of day goes. And w- when I first had this idea, it was like 2004, it immediately became too big for me. And I was like, I don't know enough about the culture. I'm not going to fake it. I don't know enough about the art form of wrestling. I'm not going to fake that. And the book is way too detailed for my own artistic style. So I always knew I would have to bring people on. But even after getting the writer and the artist, I said, okay, you know what? We need somebody to help us with fighting. And so uh, Mo secured that. Um, And then I said, you know what? It's an American book in English, but there will be a digital version all in Spanish. 
and there's some Spanish in the book, and I didn't want to fake that either, and I wanted it to be authentic to Mexico City where the story takes place. So I have a friend from Mexico City who's who's our translation consultant, our translator. Wow. And so, yeah. and so this isn't us winging it. This isn't us going, oh, have it take place in Mexico, and then, you know, it'll be Mexican. That's not how you do it. You, do, you say, well, if we're going to do that, what's the absolute best way we can do it? Yes. And, and so I think, you know, as far as like, uh, our resources go, I think we're, we're maximizing that effort. That is so awesome. I love the extra effort to make sure that, you know, the fight moves are authentic and to make sure the language and, you know, the setting is authentic. I think that, um, it is really cool that you have outsourced and, you know, that idea of like, well, the fighting needs to look real. We want wrestling nerds to be into this. So Ross could take the script and just translate it in a real static way and say, here's those moves you asked for. But what he does is he lends to the story. He has freedom to do things on the page that aren't necessarily in the script. He, it's implied in the script one way or another. And Ross is bringing out things in the script that aren't literally typed out just because he's a total pro and a talented artist and, and a comic book artist at that. And so, you know, we give him like all these fight moves and with any other artist, there might be a risk that it would just look like we were adapting a fight manual as a comic book, but instead mm-hmm. Ross is making it like an actual story. Having, having videos of people doing the actual moves um, with a comic the danger with using photo reference, and I do rely on photo reference a lot, but the danger with it is you look, everything looks posed, right? Everything looks posed for the camera. So having videos um, yeah. where you, you pause the video and it might be a little blurry, that's great because it's my job as the artist and the storyteller to try to interpret that motion into the comic um, so that things don't look posed. Resulting in a more dynamic looking yeah. like movement on the page. Because so. you're trying to... You're trying to let the reader fill in the gaps and and not make it, you know, like Matt said, you don't want it to look like, you know, a, a step-by-step manual. The scripts are great. I read them, do my thumbnails, and then I, I draw the page digitally, and then I go back and look at the script and go, oh, whoops, like, I forgot that detail or, you know... I, and so that's that's kind of part of the, my process is like they're giving me the freedom to make choices and then they'll let me know if there's a, something that that location is going to come back later or that character is going to come back later. So that, you know, we need to get that right the first time it appears. But but for the most part, yeah, they're like it's been great having a lot of freedom to to just try things. Um, I don't know. I'm just having I'm having a blast. Like I said, this was not a genre or a story that I would have ever imagined working on on my own. Um, but I think it's, it's helping me stretch and uh, kind of get something almost out of my system in terms of like just the level of violence and things like that. It's, I don't know. It's, it's pretty wild. Yeah. I got to tell you, it's here's, here's what's funny. So you guys know, and I, I imagine like, you know, book club members know that Ross is a total pro and very talented, right? We can't say that enough. Yes. So every time I get pages, it's like, okay, now I get to actually see Ross do it, right? Because he's good about putting process online and not just the end results, but you get to see every step of the way. But now it's like I had the benefit of seeing the material before he did, 
what's he going to do with it? And it's always like more than what, what <laughs> we asked for and more than we expected to the point where Mo and I will talk about it and compare it to the script and make sure, you know, everything that needs to be there is still there. And just the other day I was going, you know, we praise him up and down. And then our reply is you're killing it, Ross. Thanks. Right. Because we don't want to, we're going to sound like we're faking compliments. Sure. Yeah. Because you just run out of awesome things to say about it. Right. Like I can't keep, keep saying the same compliments. So it's like, he's like, is Ross going to think we don't like it? And I was like, we're not telling him to redo anything and we're not complaining. So I hope he knows that we love it, <laughs> but it's like really hard for us. Cause we sound phony. I'm like, we like Mo always goes, I think he's a fucking genius. And I was like, okay, yeah, but we're not going to keep telling him that. Right. Cause he's going to think we're trying to butter him up or something. I don't know. But anyway, it's, right. it's, well, that's, that's, that's an interesting, interesting dynamic. Yeah. It comes around, it comes back around to what we we're talking about earlier. Like, you know, just leaving it all out there and focusing on that process and letting them breathe. Ultimately that results in excellent growth, artistic and stylistic and creative discoveries that strengthens the developmental process further. That's how creative growth happens in any discipline rather than just like hemming and hawing, which will result in staying stagnant and working on a team accelerates that and forces you to put up or shut up. There's no time for worrying about this or that. You have to make your contribution and that act of doing, just doing the thing consistently makes it certain that you're always getting better at the thing. And that in and of itself is a set of skills. So like the more you strengthen those skills, the better they get. So that's, it's just so interesting how you're just like, look, there's no, we just all have to. And so when you're saying, oh, after a while, the compliments just sound like they're hollow, but it's not like you're really respectful of, of these people's contributions to the thing that you're all working on. And you really are showing your sincere appreciation for that. And I think that's important. I, I don't, I don't think that that's, I believe that you're being genuine. When you say you're being genuine about that, I believe it because you know, any group that I've been a part of that's working on a project together, you are grateful for their contributions. And when you have to talk about the process, you there's a certain way you have to talk about it. You can't just say that was shit. Right. You have to say, so let's let's discuss this part of the process together and see where we can take that. So it's, you know, it's both sides of that, just either the constructive, you know, criticism or whatever, like the how can we work together to make this part to you know, to shore it up and make it solid or the compliments. Cause the compliments part of it is important too, to let people know they're appreciated yeah. in that process. And I, I don't, you know, I don't take that for granted at all. I think, that's yeah. great. I think that's great. And it looks like it is amazing. I yeah, mean, what, I mean we've, what we've been, what we've it been does. seeing out of it is the whole collaboration process looks like it's coming together like a well-oiled machine. Yeah. I mean, you've got the fight choreography, yeah. the amazing art by Ross, Matt is killing it on the colors and everything. And, you know, the whole social media presence as well. Um, I think it's been really exciting, and I think you've already built up a lot of steam. So can I, can I say one yes. more quick thing about please, the process? Please do. It's my favorite thing. After, after all that compliments and praise, which I appreciate, <laughs> um, one, one thing that really helped, which I've never heard of anyone doing before, is, is Matt started coloring my, my layouts and sending me rough colors on my layouts. Wow. And that... Before I before I even started inking, that really helped me um, kind of disconnect that that self doubt. Cool, you know, because I'm seeing kind of like a sneak preview of what it's going to look like when it's finished, right? And he's yeah. doing a great job with the colors. Um, and and I've been coloring myself for so long that like it's just it's hard for me to let go of that. 
Um, but after seeing a few pages, it actually impacted the way I was approaching the inks because I knew like, oh, I don't have to worry about drawing every single window on every building in the background. Right. Like I I know that Matt can help fill in some of that, that detail to to an appropriate level. Working smarter, not harder. Exactly. I don't want the page to be too cluttered. It's important to know where your weaknesses are so that you can try and strengthen them. But it's important to know where you're doing well, because that's going to reinforce you and it's going to make you want to keep doing it more. And it's going to give you passion. It's going to exactly momentum. It's going to give you, you know, motivation to keep to keep that passion alive for what you're doing. So I um, that's all part of it. I think that's great. Another thing about Matt, too, like I have a few artists, professional artists who I really respect and admire, who I reach out to every now and again. Nice. Um, and usually when I do that, I've got like, you know, I'll, I'll put in some temporary lettering or something. And so I always get feedback about how bad the lettering is <laughs> or, you know, I'll, 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 it'll be like, it'll be, it'll be like not colored yet. It'll be just the flats wow. and, and things like that. And, and so I'll get some feedback and, so I've been sending some of the finished pages over to those guys and they're like, dude, the colors are amazing. The, you know, the lettering looks, looks great. And they're not really even saying anything about my artwork, which they're to me little, is actually, yeah. it's a huge compliment yes. because I'm like, good. Like, like what I'm doing is not distracting yes. from the book as a whole yeah. and the, the stuff that usually gets phoned in by indie guys who are starting yes. out. They're like, they're like, this looks good. This looks legit. It makes it look polished. It makes it look, yeah. that sets it mm-hmm. apart because like, you know, again, like you were saying, if look, if my art is not sticking out like a sore thumb, that means that I did something right because it's flowing and it's good. But like you said, like the people say the devil's in the details. I think heaven is in the details. Like you really, mm-hmm. if that, if that sticks out, if the lettering is bad, you will notice and that will kill the whole book. I mean, that's, it sounds ridiculous, mm-hmm. but it's. That's so that's that's really funny that you say that, that they were like the lettering. That's the first thing that they talked about. It's so good because that really is going to make you stand out. It's going to set you apart. Just those little things. It's going to set you apart. What I'm trying to do is free these guys up from having to worry about anything outside of their responsibility or their role while giving them the freedom to speak up on anything they want. And so one of the reasons why I got colors in front of Ross as soon as possible was I needed his approval. I knew that he had always colored his own stuff. And I was like, well, I can't just spring it on him and be like, hey, man, here it is. Live with it. (laughs) So I needed his feedback and I wanted him to feel like he had a voice in that um, because that would be a smoother transition for him. I mean, he's a saint. He's doing a whole bunch of new stuff here. So I wanted to like kind of soften the blow. And so, um, having structure without being stifled, that's the perfect medium. Right. Yeah. Right. And so it really did turn into our personal collaborative process. And it's like, he gives me thumbnails. I color them. He gives me pencils and I color them. He gives me the inks and I color them. And we all kind of knew it was going to turn out that way by that point. It sounds like you found a process that really works for y'all. And that's, that's really important. You know, it sounds like y'all make a good, y'all are the dream team. This is exciting. That's good. (laughs) I know it's gonna be hard to work with anybody else. After this. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I mean, Mignola and Hopefully Stewart don't have to. found something that yeah. worked, so you never know. I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah, very cool. So, um, I did want to get into talking about the Kickstarter. This thing is kicking off in about a week, and uh, yeah, I want our listeners to know kind of what they're gearing up for. So, 
Um, let's talk a little bit about the tiers and the prizes, right? Because uh, this is about money. This is about raising money. And um, let's talk about what's at the different levels. You were kind enough to send me like a preview here of the Kickstarter page. When we were designing the different level, different tiered rewards, it was important that we had something for everyone. So if you could only contribute like 15 bucks, don't worry, we've got something for that. It was important to us to sweeten the deal with every level and not just so that we could get more money, but so that you could get more for your money. Yes. We're trying yeah. we're trying to make a comic book here, but you know, I could have, I could have funded chapter one myself and we could have just put that out this way. You have a whole story. You have three chapters that tell one complete story. We don't leave you hanging, but we'll awesome. hopefully leave you wanting more. And, yeah. and so we don't answer every question. But when it comes to the rewards, they're um, art-driven rewards, art-based rewards. The rewards are good for art collectors, but also people who just like to have cool prints or stickers. And so anyway, we sweeten the deal even to the point of a couple of stretch goals. So if you've contributed, it's in your best interest to share this as widely as you possibly can so that more people back the campaign because you'll ultimately get more without having to contribute any more money. Yeah, that's cool. So let's start at this. Uh, the first level um, is the digital version of the comic. And so if you contribute $15, you can get that. I think that's a great deal for a 70-page book. You know, I, I yeah. want to make sure that people oh, realize yeah. that we're talking about like a full graphic novel. You know, this isn't just like um, one issue. Some 22-page. Exactly. Right. Shipping costs internationally, depending on a pandemic or not, can change. Yeah. And it could be really expensive depending where you are in the world, just based on customs and that kind of thing. So um, the digital edition, we made that as affordable as possible so that people overseas could still get the book if they couldn't afford shipping. I see. So that was kind of yeah. in, intentionally. Yeah. And and so it'll be a good resolution as well. So if you wanted to, you could print it out on your end. Oh, okay. And then for 25, you get the actual printed book. And that's a good price for that. I think that that's book, really yeah. good. Yeah. And that will include any kind of the stretch goals that are that will be achieved. I say that they are going to be achieved after the thing has met its goal. And I know that Stomped was printed really well. I, you're obviously thinking about the quality of the book and the quality of the printed pages and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Big time. We're going to use the exact same printer that Ross used for Stomp. Oh, awesome. Um, Those pages awesome. were amazing. They were really, really good quality. Awesome. quality book. Yeah. Yeah. Thick, heavy I, pages. I, I was just up in Portland um, and I hit up like 10 comic shops in Portland. I was dropping off flyers and posters to promote Milagro. And I brought copies of Stomped. And all of the comic shop owners were like, oh, wow, this is like self-published. Like they yeah. were, they're really impressed. So um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> they were definitely like, nice. paper. I, I feel like I have to say one more time, like it's much, much better quality than most of the, the like, even the, like the big two comics. Yeah. Like it's actually way better quality. It's, it's meant to last like it's not just a yeah. regular comic book it's it's actually better than most comic books just on the shelf it's very high quality so that's the 25 dollar level then 10 dollars more you get the printed and the digital version of the book and then you get a shout out in the book so 
can I get my shout out to be Hellboy Book Club podcast? Is that too many words for my shout out? No, not at all. Um, it's <laughs> big. So basically the shout out is going to be a thank you page where we put a big chunk of names on one page. And nice. so, so look at how this works, right? For 15 bucks, you get digital. For 25, you get printed. But for 35, you get both and a shout out. So see how we're trying to nice. sweeten the deal every step of the yeah. way? Yes. Love it. So it's worth it to just kind of read through all of the levels before choosing one. And then for $10 more on top of that, you get the sticker sheet upgrade. Nice. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of stuff like this. I was looking at the sticker sheet, and it looks so cool. I was like, uh, I hope I can add on an extra sticker sheet so I could get two. Um, yes. because I like to have, I'm the kind of person that likes to have one sticker sheet to keep clean. And then one, so I could put the stickers, this you know, wherever I'm nice. So, uh, so th- that's pretty sweet. I like that. So there will be, there will be the option for add-ons, I guess. Yep. There will be the add-ons will include the rewards. Uh, so, you know, the sticker sheet, you'll be able to add on the art prints that we'll talk about next you'll be able to add those as well that's really cool see that's important i think um in stuff like this i you know i hate it when i can't do that i love to be able to just kind of yeah get a little bit of an a la carte well i want two prints actually yes, so i exactly. kind of yeah i think that's great that's good the only add-on that's not currently a reward will be i i do these um full color digital portraits online all the time and i get a lot of requests for those um uh-huh. and i normally charge like 25 bucks like per and so what I've done now is since, you know, I don't have any time to do this stuff uh, because I'm working on this project, I was like, well, let me just make it an add-on. So now you can add on and you can get up to five at 15 oh, bucks awesome. a piece. So whereas normally Man. these are 25 bucks a Dang. piece, you can, get, that's a really good you can deal. get five for 75 bucks. Because every time I turn somebody down, it happens like every other day. I'm like, oh, I don't have time right now. But then oh, I just man. started telling them, like, okay, look, my Kickstarter is why I can't do it. But you'll also oh, be able to get them through the Kickstarter for a better nice. deal. And they make great gifts. You can get them done of your family, your friends, your friends as a zombie, whatever you want. Yeah, right? yeah. So <laughs> they get the thing that they wanted, but you are also getting your Kickstarter supported at the same time. Good yeah. stuff. As, yeah. I mean, this might sound a little bit funny, but, like, when we get into original art rewards, this was my same thinking on Stomped is, you know, I've got friends and family who don't really care about monster comics or who might not care about a luchador comic, but they might want a, a drawing that I did, right? And they yes. might want to support yeah. what I'm doing. So it is nice to have some options um, that that kind of like, you know, you it's can win. Everybody, get, get, yeah. everybody yeah. gets what they want. Yeah. That is so cool. So at the $65 level, we've got the art prints have been added to the package. And then the $80 level, that's the best value package this has the graphic novel and print and digital a shout out in the print the sticker sheet the the two art prints and then it says strackbine signature sketch and a digital sketchbook section so is that uh what is the strackbine signature sketch is that what you're talking about there matt yeah well no this is separate so um signature sketch is just i'll sign the book on the inside cover and give you a sketch so what I'm going to do it. is sketch a different luchador for every person. Oh, that is so That's awesome. Fun. I definitely want that. Oh, cool. <laughs> so I left some so white cool. area 
yeah, I left some white area in the design on the inside cover. Oh, nice. So Ross and I can like do sketches and stuff like that when we sign the book for people. And so level five is 65 bucks and you get one print. And then at 80 bucks, you get a second print and we'll add a, a sketchbook to the digital edition. So now the yes. digital edition is enhanced, right? Yes. And I'm going to sign your book and you get the shout out. So that's why I say this is the best value package for 80 bucks you really do get the most for your money here. I love that. And and I like how, you know, when Ross did Stomped, you could get like a kaiju head in each one. Yeah. And then for this one, you'll be able to get a luchador head by you, yeah. Matt. I think that is such a great That's idea. That's pretty awesome. I, that. I, yeah. thought that that, I, th- I thought that that had like a little nickname to it. Is there like a little name for that? Like a remark? Yeah, is that what that is? Yeah, okay. yeah, kind of. I've always called it a signature sketch. Signature sketch. Well, that's. I mean, that's a way more descriptive and useful. Anyway. So then we have a, at our $200 level. Okay, now hold on a sec. We're not going to reveal this one yet. Oh, okay. So okay, we're not surprised. revealing We and can talk the, about it, but we can't talk about this specific offering here. Okay, so we're going to introduce this in the 24 hours leading up to the launch. So okay. on July 4th, you're going to want to pay attention to at Comic Malagro on Twitter, right? Because mm. this is where we're going to announce this uh, one-of-a-kind piece of merchandise oh. limited to one backer. So this is mm. going to be like the hot oh. ticket, right? You're going to want to log okay, on at midnight, July 5th, if you if you want this. We'll be advertising it the day leading up to it. <laughs> but this is this is like, you know, I had to Big build in some here. sort of mystery, right? So sure, oh yeah, big time. That's what sure. this is. Oh, nice. man, so you're gonna drop this on us uh, the day before? Yeah, twenty four hours okay. leading up to the launch. Well, we're looking forward to that. And so uh, level seven's a surprise. What's level eight? So level eight is the original comic art page. Ooh. For two hundred seventy five, you get. Um, everything that was included in the previous, um, and then you get an original black and white comic page so from like the comic. So, like an original page from the comic on top of all the other stuff. Yes, yeah, so you get the digital and printed book. You get the sticker sheet, the two prints, the signature by Matt with the luchador head, the the digital sketchbook, uh, the shout out, and then actual. I mean, comic I, page. I can't tell you the amount of money yeah. I've seen people spend on one comic. That's book less page. than one that's, page. By that's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really that's good deal. A, that's that's limited to 15, and Ross will be rolling out like a PDF of the actual pages that you can choose from. So that's an exciting one. Cause I, oh, exciting. so there's it's only like, 15. Uh, only, yeah, yeah really. I'm going to be Man. probably rolling them out. So I think the first 15 pages for the Kickstarter are going to all be from the first chapter. I'm, just, I'm still thinking about which pages I want to put out there right yes. right, right. <laughs> um, yeah yeah because uh, i kind of want to have some to hold on to but yes. but they'll be good pages you know there'll be there'll be some more that i might trickle out there afterwards but i don't know i'm excited to see who, who goes for them but i would be just right. as happy to keep them <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah. you I, know say, I know that feeling you could say it's going to be carefully curated selection by the artist himself this is the first graphic novel this is the first thing i've done longer than 12 pages and it's the first thing i'm inking all traditionally so you know i'm I'm just getting into collecting original art myself i I just you want to let go i just bought a couple pages last month after waiting and just thinking about it it's exciting to me 
That is awesome. Yeah. And like here's your chance to get it on the ground floor. um, One of these pages that is going to be so awesome. So that's at the $275 level and it's limited to 15 and then $25 more at the $300 level limited to 10 is an art commission upgrade. Here you get everything that was included. Well, you don't get the page, the comic page, but you get one six by nine black and white art commission from Ross Radke or Matt Strackbine. So there you can choose kind of who is going to be doing the Choose art duties. I think that, that that is such a cool idea because that's pretty both awesome. Of you, both of you have fans yeah. of your art, you know, of people who enjoy uh, your specific illustrations. So I think that's such a great idea to kind of leave it open. To could the... I could I ask you both to contribute to the same drawing or no? <laughs> Would that uh, be if, if I wanted you both to work on it? I don't know. Special request. We'll have to think Special about that. Special request, yeah. This is <laughs> this is definitely the closest I'll ever come to being in a competition with Ross because that oh, is not man. smart on my part. I'd rather oh, yeah. be <laughs> on my team than competing. Oh, man. Level six is the best value package. And then like everything after that is based on that level, right? So level right. level eight is level six with an original comic page level nine is level six with the original art commission. I think that's important because any Kickstarter I see that doesn't do that. I'm like, this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be able to <laughs> get the other bullshit. stuff, yeah. the expensive thing. Um, but I think this is so cool because you know, Matt, uh, your original art is all gone, I think. Right. And yeah, I don't have anything left. Yeah. Oh, so, wow. you know, Ross, uh, you're still pumping out commissions, but this for people who want a commission from you, Matt, this might be one of the only limited opportunities to kind of jump on that. So I think that this that year. is another really cool reason to jump on this and to go for that reward level because your art is just so scarce right now uh, in the physical version, you know. So if you want that physical art from the Longmont kid, you want to go for that level. Really cool. Yeah. And then uh, do we want to talk about this last level? Yeah, this is the big one. The level 10 for 650, you get the original cover art. So here you're going to get everything that is included in the best value package. Plus, you're going to get the original Milagro cover. Man. So talk a little bit about this. Well, that that cover art was created entirely by hand by Ross. So I had nothing to do with oh, this. Yeah. It's He Man. penciled, inked, and then colored it with watercolor. And it, like, Jeez. you know, I remember, I, like, I, it, it was one of the very first times I went out after getting vaccinated. And I was just, like, having a yard party at someone's house. And I get this email, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, because I, <laughs> I wasn't anticipating. We had kind of talked about a cover. But then when he showed it, I was like, the image itself is so well-rounded that you feel like it it should have already been in the world, right? Yes. Like it, it's a real thing already, and it wasn't even complete. So this is limited to one, and I think it's a big deal because it's a huge deal if if i had to predict anything about this project it would be that one day people are going to wish they had that original art so i'm saying like imagine if you could go back in time and get an original (laughs) page from something that mignola did on hellboy or something and he was selling it for like two dollars or some shit like whatever yeah yeah you'd be kicking yourself yeah if you didn't get in on that that is so incredible it is an amazing cover um, it is just brutal. The first time I saw it, I was just like, oh, my God. First, I, I was really impressed with Ross's work because I think that um, 
just in the preview images and the stuff that you guys have sent us and the stuff we've seen online, I've already seen a, a ton of growth, um, Ross, with, with your art. It seems like every time you're pumping something out. And then this is That's the crazy thing. There's so commissions out there. I see people posting, hey, look at this uh, Hellboy card commission that I scored from Ross. I'm like, how is he doing this? Oh, yeah. How is he doing commissions? <laughs> and he's drawing pages and he's doing this Kickstarter and he's working a full time job. job yeah. That is just uh, this is a truly special thing that you guys are putting together here. And uh, I'm so excited to support it. And I think you guys are going to meet that goal really quickly. Yeah, the way these the way this is going, you won't have to be working that job much longer because this is on Very a professional cool. level. This is on a professional level. I mean, this is yeah. this is it. You got the goods. So I know that this is going to get met. I know that within a couple of days, we're going to score uh, to the top. And so there are stretch goals attached. Do you want to talk a little bit about what the stretch goals are once we meet the goal and start kind of adding more money to the pile? Yeah. So the first stretch goal is if we get over our funded goal by $2,000, we'll add that sketchbook that we put in the digital version at level six, we'll put that sketchbook in the actual printed book. And then, um, so we're adding pages here, right? Yeah. And, I and, love a trade to have the sketchbook at the end. Yeah. And in addition to that, to the digital and printed book, we'll add a character design section. And we'll show you all the stuff oh. that Ross worked on. And I had a chance to color in the early days for character design. Um, and then we'll do that shout out and print at all levels. So no Ooh. matter no matter what you contributed, like if if that shout out wasn't in your original reward that you chose, if we get to our first stretch goal, you'll get that. Nice. And so so see what I mean? More oh, that's awesome. it's the more people who contribute, the more the existing contributors will get. So stretch goal two. Now if we go plus four thousand over our goal. So another so, 2000 from the first yeah, stretch so goal. Yeah, so let's talk about this because the goal is 7000 So that first right. stretch goal would be met at... Nine. Nine, and then this yeah. one would be at eleven. Right, so if we get to 11000 or more, everything from the first stretch goal, the sketchbook will be in the printed edition, and we'll put a character design in digital and printed editions, um, and everyone gets a shout-out in print. And then we'll do two all-new prints art prints so these are two brand new prints they're advertised here in the stretch goal section of the (laughs) kickstarter but they're amazing (laughs) but you will you'll get these now and and that's all levels 25 dollars and up so if you didn't get a print in your original reward level now you'll get two and if you did get a print you get two additional ones right and then we'll do and then we'll do the milagro sticker sheet for all levels 25 and up so you really do, you know, it's in everyone's best interest once you back the campaign to keep telling your friends you got to back this campaign. Or maybe do add-ons, maybe yeah. upgrade, maybe. Yeah. And you Add- could always so, do the add-ons, yeah. Wait, so if I order a sticker sheet and then the stretch goal gets, the second stretch goal gets met, then I'm going to get two sticker sheets, is that right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay, so that's what I wanted. Yeah, so that, that's go. so cool. Okay, perfect. Yeah, it is important to, you know, if you are interested in backing this, which why wouldn't you be? Uh, you got to share it. You got to, you know, you got to let people know. I I actually, um, you know, have been letting people know about when you guys are doing stuff like this or opening commissions or whatever. And so um, somebody came to me at my day job, one of our 
customers and they were like, oh, by the way, I ordered a commission from Ross Radke. He's an amazing artist and all this stuff. And so oh, like, you never you know go. who's going to be, oh, yeah. who's going to get in on it, who's going to become a fan, who's going to become a supporter. So yeah, yeah I think that's... I'm so glad you mentioned that. So uh, at the frame shop yeah. where Danielle frames all the awesome art that There's we have from Ross. this guy who comes in with his family with a lot of comic book art, like original he, comic he book art. He gets stuff he, from, uh, he's, he's got, he's he brought in. He orders custom commissions from like a lot of amazing Yeah, he's artists. brought in like a Declan Shavley. He's brought in like so many. A lot um, of really amazing stuff. Yeah. And so I told oh, him, I was wow. like, look, Ross is an incredible artist. I mean, on par, if not better than some of the stuff you're bringing in. Check him out. His commissions are ridiculously low. I've been tell- I've been saying that Ross needs to raise his prices, and he's gonna do it. So you need to get in, you know. And this guy just spends a ton of money on on art like this, and so I knew he would immediately be. And he was like, "You were right. This guy's amazing. I gotta get a commission." And so he was really excited to tell me. He's like, "Yeah, I commissioned this guy," and I was like, "You know, you never know who is going to." be receptive to that because i think that you guys really do put out amazing stuff and you really do you have earned this praise and i think that you never know who's going to be interested so definitely share this with your friends just talk about it bring it up be like hey there are these guys i know that are making this thing they're really cool and so get it out there get help us get the word out well we were laughing because we were talking about we were doing the hellboy 1956 that has all the luchador stuff in it. we yeah. were like holy shit the fucking oh yeah it's about to kick off yeah and all this stuff is kind of coming back Very into well the timed. zeitgeist yeah. and stuff like that and i think that is just uh the perfect timing and i couldn't have said it better myself you know share it other people are going to be interested in it you know you you'd be surprised someone who they will maybe, thank you for introducing them to someone this. who like, may be not excited and i think that people who may not even be that interested in comics yeah would be interested in this just from knowing that there's fight choreography and you know all the extensive research that's going into the wrestling moves well, this and, might be the thing that gets people into sequential yeah, art so, you know like the fact that it is so you well thought out like in a dynamic sense in a you know choreography or cinematography this might yeah. be like oh i didn't know that comics were like this you know i thought that it was so they might have a misconception about this might get them into it that's an ongoing goal of mine is to get as many people into comics as possible and to realize that comics are the ideal way to convey ideas and tell stories (laughs) and oh yeah and so i'm always excellent storytelling form that's why when i first had this idea i basically was like sitting around trying to come up with my own comic book concepts and i was like what do i want to read what's not out there that i want Yes, and so that's very anything that's very anything important. with the luchador will attract me because I think that stuff is cool. But like luchador comics span the gamut of oh, they're fighting vampires and zombies. Now they have supernatural powers. Now they're fighting aliens. And this story is grounded in the real world. And the things that happen in this story happen in real life. Now, maybe the violence is exaggerated, but for the most part we're telling a story that somebody could potentially relate to. And so that's why we have to take it serious. And that's why we have to tell the story so that other people know what's going on out there in the world. And it's not just like a goofy picture book. 10 years from now, when we're watching the Milagro movie, we're all going to be remembering. <laughs> this conversation. So, something like occurred to me the other day that like not once have any of creative team or anybody we've shown this to referred to it as a superhero comic, but I'm like, this is a comic about a dude wearing a mask who's going around exactly. fighting crime. Thank you. And it's yeah. like, it's like, Thank you. we're making like a backdoor superhero comic. It's a mistake. Yeah. It's a mistaken superhero story. He didn't mean to do it. He's reluctant. He's trying to hide in the open. 
but he's trying he's trying to wear his shame and hide behind it at the it's same time. It's so different than anything that nice. I would think of as a superhero comic, but it has the um the same type of like iconography, I guess, to, in in a certain sense. Like we um with the design of the costume and with the design of the mask, we definitely yeah. had conversations about, you know, the colors and the design and like there is thought put into that to kind of immediately like a shorthand right primary colors are superheroes and and secondary colors are villains right and so even though this isn't at all you know your standard superhero comic we are using a little bit of that visual vocabulary he's a hero to somebody not himself because obviously that is a lot of crossover with wrestling even though I don't know a whole lot about wrestling, I, I, you know, what I do know, you know, they, they're larger than life characters. And so, so what has happens? This, can yeah. I ask you, has this prompted you to kind of get into that a little bit or no? Are you, do you feel any kind of desire to look into that you at know, all? So when I started doing Stomped, I decided I needed to watch all 30 something Godzilla movies. So I knew what I was doing. Which I did. Nice. Um, for this, oh, man. I've been so focused on drawing that I just haven't had the time to do that deep dive. But I definitely have been relying on a lot of that um, supplemental material that Mo's been sending along. So, Well, and see, there's the bonus is now we're creating something that contributes to luchador pop culture. Now, yeah. now we're creating something yeah. that can be a new aspect of it or a fresh take without just having to do like the same old, same old, yeah. you know, which is you get that. I mean, try and be original with any idea. Good luck. It's yeah. how you what, approach it. That makes what it I responded to in the initial yeah. pitch was the, I mean, so, some of the absurdity of a guy wearing a, a luchador costume, living on the streets, trying to defend the week from kind of the predatory people in that area. So there's just like a level of ridiculousness to, to the visual of the guy in the costume juxtaposed with the extreme violence. Right. The violence is something that I did want to talk about a little bit um, because it, it is pretty extreme. And originally my first impulse was to go kind of cartoony with it. Like, you know, you've got, Kung Fu films, you know, that Kill Bill Tarantino thing where it's just so over the top. It's not even just like a disconnect from real life violence. Right. Yes. Yeah, but, exactly. So once I got the scripts and, and I, we had more conversations about the inspirations for the book, the actual real life history with some of the cartels in Mexico City and some of the actual wrestlers and boxers and things that these people wow. were inspired by. I kind of realized that I can't treat the violence like cartoon violence or like superhero violence. Like it had to be grounded enough and brutal enough to turn people off. Right. Because we're, we're trying to tell a story set in the real world. Um, And so, I I mean, I'm going to say up front, like this comic might not be for everyone because of that, but I'm, I feel like it would be disrespectful in a way to, to not try to, grounded as much as possible to people who actually right. have experienced some of this stuff in their life or, or been witness, you know, some of that, Wow, you know, and you know, th- so there's definitely going to be a few moments in the book where people think we might've crossed a line, but I, on, on my part, like I'm trying to, I'll put it this way. So if you've got a fight, right. And someone in a movie or a comic, 
you're fighting a bunch of people, you break a guy's arm, you kick another guy, and you just keep moving forward. And the focus is on how how cool the superhero is or the the, the, the protagonist. Now, if you take if you take that in a comic right. and you could break the guy's arm, and then you have a panel of the guy crying, holding his arm, then suddenly you're asking the reader to empathize a bit with the guy who just got his arm right. broken, right? And yeah. and instead of being, oh look yeah. at how cool the superhero is, it's like look at how awful this violence is. And so I'm trying to find little moments like that to not glorify the violence. Basically, I hope we strike the right balance there because it's definitely something that like I'm trying to be really intentional about. You know, not try to act like this is cool. <laughs> I mean, I don't No, that's Matt, the right. Matt, that's yeah. the right approach. It's it's rated BV for brutal violence, which is kind of yeah. a, a funny <laughs> thing to say. But like I had a coworker who was like, "Oh yeah, I can't wait to show it to my kids. They love comics." And I was like, "Well, this isn't going to be <laughs> right for kids." And they were right. like, "Oh, they can handle it." And I showed them a picture and they were like, "Maybe not." And and right. I was like, "But look, we're not this isn't like us going the world wants violence. Let's give it to them. It's not like a gimmick." Right. It's yeah. it's a, the story about a wrestler, not a wrestling comic, and it's a story about a guy who when he has a chance to do something right, and maybe redeem himself, he falls back on the one thing he knows how to do, which is fight. And he happens to live in a part of the world and has a lifestyle within that world that isn't what I would call um, without violence. Right. And so it's sort of like something that he falls back on out of survival. And then he falls back on it, whether he survives or not, in order to allow other people to survive. There, There is a moment where it's not just violence through and through. There's a moment, um, I, I don't want to give away spoilers, but there's, there's more to it than just violence. It's a fight comic, first and foremost. You're going to get that out of it. But by the time you're done, you're going to go, the part that stuck with me the most was this and that's probably not going to be a broken bone i'm i'm having as much fun with with the pages where you've got people gardening in the community garden there's stuff that is uh (laughs) there's more there's more to it than fights i mean i don't want to get too spoilery there's milagro is not the only character in the book in fact he might not even be the right. most important or empathetic character, depending on the reader, you know? And and I think that's really, it's really interesting. There's some interesting character relationships and dynamics that go into play. Yeah, it's like this story wouldn't happen without Milagro the character. Right. But this story isn't dependent on what happens to Milagro the character, if that makes any yeah. sense. That may be, I have a tendency to sound kind of cryptic. <laughs> No, well, if anything, all this discussion has just made me more excited for the book. I hope that everybody else will be there along with us on July 5th when it kicks off, so that way we can get in there for those limited edition goals. If you're looking for any original art or original page, you're going to have to get in there quick because those uh, rewards are limited. I'm so excited, you guys. I think this is going to be amazing. And of course, the book club will be uh, tracking this thing as it goes along over the weeks. You can expect to hear us talking about it here. Thank you guys for joining us today to talk about the Kickstarter and your projects. We're so excited, and it was so good to have you guys back on the show again, bringing all the friendship back around. Yeah, I miss hanging out with you guys, sincerely. Yes, I miss it too. Yeah, I, I really appreciate you guys having us. Yes. Of course, anytime. Yeah, thanks a million. Yeah, thanks for coming it's on, It's a guys. big deal. 
we have so much respect for this podcast mm-hmm. and and the audience and the book club members that you featuring us for this is huge. I've That's said it before, deal. but I'm gonna say keep saying it. Like I would not be where I am today without the support of you guys and and the book club as a whole. Oh, um, uh, so you know it's it's really helped me, and it's something that grew organically. You know, it's not like I was looking for people to promote my stuff right i was like i'm a fan of hellboy this seems like a cool podcast and you know it just kind of grew from there that's what we're all about book club members yeah just like just like john talking about the inspiration for doing the podcast it's like you know there's nobody in my day-to-day life who really i can talk to about this type of stuff right right so Mm -hmm. so it's nice to have the uh community you know, the, the positive side of the online community. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's another yeah. thing is when you were, Matt, when you were talking about this isn't a thing that I see and I want to see it. So I'm going to make it like, that's what John was like, you know what? We need a positive place where we can come together and talk about stuff like this and be friends. And I think that that's, that's awesome. That. Yeah. We were able and I to, think, you know, uh, you know, we're happy to do it. I mean, we reap the benefits as well. Um, supporting everybody's right. work Heck and yeah, you know and it's it's about friendship you know it and is. i mean you guys are our friends These and now friends. you're working on a project together we couldn't be more excited so we're happy to do it and we're gonna get there you know we're, we're gonna, gonna get it. there it's we're gonna, gonna, gonna meet this goal and i can't wait to see this book come to life I, I do have a question i don't know if you want to cut this out or not but um in these pages you said to us last night matt um this first one with the woman you know praying and all that is that the shapes in there yeah thank oh. you for <laughs> noticing that <laughs> That that's wow, that's a genuine good. Easter wow. egg, Ross. Oh man, <laughs> there they are. Ross put some stuff in there as placeholder, man. and I said the same thing. I was like, "Are those the shapes?" And he was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Let's man. leave them in there." So do yeah. we? Uh, do I saw we leave this. Cool, can we right? leave this in the episode, or is that something you want to? Yeah. I'm okay. Are you okay That's with fine. that, Ross? That ties it yeah, in to sure. the yes. universe. Go ahead, yeah. Oliver. You were going to say something? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I was just sitting here looking at this page, and I was like, those look awfully familiar to me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, all, yeah. it all ties together. I just thought it'd be cool if book club members had something for oh, them. Oh, man. You know, nice. They were like, we know that what that is. That is so is. cool. Yeah. Right. What a special thing. I'm so excited for this Kickstarter, and I hope that you guys will join us in supporting it. Now, Aubrey's going to say all the things. All right, everybody. I'm super pumped about the Kickstarter. I hope you guys are too. Remember to support them uh, starting on July 5th. The links will also be in the show notes of this episode, but be sure to follow at Comic Milagro on uh, Twitter for all the updates. Yes. I want to thank uh, Ross and Matt for both joining us today, uh, book club members. And as always, you can always reach us at all of our handles at HellboyBookClub at gmail.com, on Facebook at HellboyBookClub Podcast, and on Instagram and Twitter at HellboyBookClub. One more thing real quick. So I I did a uh, Milagro art card, and we are like, I think, 19 followers on Kickstarter away. Yes. Uh, When we hit 100 followers on Kickstarter, I'll be randomly selecting someone to give out. Oh, yeah. So everybody uh, follow them on Kickstarter to get notified. Awesome. And we'll be back on our regular schedule um, on our next episode. And so please join us on the Happily Book Club podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas. I'm a luchador. I'm Matt Strackbine. I'm Ross Radke. And I'm Aubrey Loveless saying, follow Milagro Kickstarter on July 5th. Yeah. Yes. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome.